Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Gers. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Still breathing, yeah. Yeah. Being above ground is is better than not. Yeah. Better than being buried under the ground after you've been chloroformed. Yeah. (laughs) Or just having a hangover, you know? Yeah, that too. too. When I was uh, drinking, uh, well, I was on vacation last week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the drinks were flowing. It was having a good time, but, uh, now getting back to reality where you don't drink every day. It's like, mm. oh yeah, it's just not nearly as fun. I um, had a huge urge to get hammered on Friday, but that's just due to world events. Well, uh, yes. yeah. What I hate. Uh, to I even is- said it at work. I'm like, I think I might go home and get hammered tonight. I just don't want to deal with the world anymore. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to go and post this George Carlin bit and then they yeah. were like they were like oh we're, we're pulling this down because of rights things and i'm like are you kidding me are you see what's going on out there why are you yeah this down? it's more it's more evident than any ever yeah. you know so. yeah i was i i had a lot of incendiary thoughts and tweets in my mind that i probably deleted a few times mm. oh yeah but, um i don't feel like shutting up yeah you know you know, I'd, uh, I, I've had moments in the past where it's just like, just post about movies, like, by, like, people that I thought were my friends and stuff. And it's just like, oh, fuck you. I never the point. If you have any tiny bit of a platform, why wouldn't you say anything? I never got that. They're like, oh, yeah, just stick with movie stick reviews. Stick to blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, well, how about you stick to plumbing? Yeah. How <laughs> about you stick to whatever? You know what I mean? Like, like what what do you do for a living? Okay, just stick to that. Yeah. Please have no personality or any other Absolutely. Interest. Don't have I, any, you know. any opinions whatsoever. As long as it's... You can have opinions, but only as long as it pertains to the Ernest movies. Nothing Absolutely. else. And at the end of the day, I'm a girl dad. Ah, so yes. I get real fucking mad when people try to fuck with them and their rights and their future. Yeah. yeah. Get real fucking mad. So, yeah. Uh, you people can call it virtuous signaling or whatever the fuck you want. I'm really fucking mad and it ain't going away. Good for you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I haven't had anyone attack me for posting anything, but no, no, I haven't had any yet. But I, I have in the past. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. I mean, so. just look at your Justice League review. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I actually, I posted one the other day. Um. I, I shared it because a couple of years ago, and I believe you remember this one, Curtis, too. I basically said, in my experience, all conservatives are homophobic, bigots, uh, sexist, all that kind of stuff. And I said, in my opinion, someone just came out and tried to attack me and made it all personal and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I, of course, when that comes around yearly, I share it again because it ain't changed. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. That doesn't. Uh, but yeah. Sorry, I'm really sorry for. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. For, for fucking... It's okay. Uh, 
Fran standing there, but no, for in a weird way, horror movies are probably better than the real world sometimes. So yeah, absolutely. Escape with some horror. Um, yeah, we're talking about race with the devil. Uh, two couples vacationing together in an RV from Texas to Colorado are terrorized after they witness a murder during a satanic ritual, which happens so quickly. Yeah, yeah. It. I I was gonna kind of dig on this movie a little bit and be like. That's the only interesting part of this movie, in my really, it opinion. <laughs> it really, really is. It starts out with such a bang, and then it just kind of falters into flighty mystery. Yeah, uh, although I did like the ending of this movie. The yeah. ending is so cool, but so, like, nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. the fuck were they so precise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck? Uh, the power... The power of Satan, obviously. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. That's why we believe in the Satanic Temple. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, too, kind of sharing uh, something with the last movie we watched. Also, just a bit of a downer ending, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love a good downer ending. I like, I... yeah, like Halloween oh. 3. Uh, that one's a favorite of mine. Uh, you've got... Um, any Ari Aster movie. Normally those don't end well for people. No. But well, I also love the slow mo to fade out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of you know, like that's what makes me laugh a lot is that it all slows down and then there... fades out. And it just really makes me laugh. There were a couple scenes during the big car chase scene too where they sped up some of the footage it looked oh, like. Oh yeah. And some of the cars looked like they were just zipping around, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah. <laughs> that whole that whole chase scene was just, I like so many explosions happening, and like I was, I was into that scene just because of how kind of ridiculous it was. And it some of these scenes just don't necessarily feel like they fit in this movie either. Like I I. I think I made a line in my notes that did they just make this movie so they could blow up a bunch of cars randomly? Like, that's kind of what it seems like. 100%. Yeah. And that's what I love about car chases and car wrecks in the 70s is all so practical Mm -hmm. and and just vicious. Some of those car crashes are vicious and I just kind of really love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, too, I love how they were working on... You could tell they were working on the script for this movie, and, st- like, studio notes were like, we need a car chase. Like, yeah. it's a horror movie, I know, but you need a car chase. Like, fuck it. <laughs> and I love this movie for it. This movie is so stupid, but I love it for it. Like, this has to be <laughs> one of the dumbest movies we've ever watched for this podcast. And I, I'm, <sighs> I'm here for it 100%. Because it, it, it literally, it seems like something that somebody made up when they were like high on cocaine so yeah yeah i love too how in so many horror movies in general how and you could just go to the library and the book with all the information that you're looking for is just there like it's Mm -hmm. not like in real life if you go and you look up books on witchcraft or satan rituals or things like that you're gonna get a smorgasbord of a bunch of random shit from all over the world Whereas in horror movies, you go and the information that you need is right where you need it. And it's perfect every single time. And it's exactly what you're dealing with. Even though the information they find, they don't use for anything. They just are like, oh, this is what they're doing. This is what their beliefs are. 
and then that's it. They don't use it to their advantage, of course, but yeah, I just always love that. <laughs> it was so hysterical of just Loretta Swift's just like, let's just go to the library. We yeah. found the, we found this weird napkin thing with a bunch of satanic symbols on the back window, the back shattered window, just kind of stuck there. But eh, let's go to the library and figure it out. Yeah. Also, back in the 70s when people were like, the library's got all the answers, not the Internet, of course. But uh, yeah, seeing that was Although- kind of funny. I'm like. If this was nowadays, if this was ever remade, they'd be like, oh, no, our internet connection's not that great. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We have no cell signal out here. Yeah. I did uh, slightly identify with the librarian character, though, when she's like, oh, sorry, that's a reference book, actually. You can't take that out of the library. Oh, been, <laughs> been there. Been there. <laughs> One of uh, the small little things that I liked about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, when was the first time we watched this movie? Spoiler Last for night. Me. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. First time for me. And uh, I will probably rewatch this again movie again because it was insane. I love it. Yeah, this is another one. I feel like I need to start a, a list. It would probably be a long list considering some of the movies we've watched for this podcast. But yeah. a list of movies to throw on if I'm like having a party with a bunch of drunk people and we're like, oh, yeah, let's throw on some random ass film just in the background. I'd be like, all right, race with the devil. Yeah, it's got it's got car chases. It's got like hour long snake scenes for some reason where they're just fighting a snake out of nowhere. Like, I think that would be great. You know, just to have people look at the screen and go, what the fuck is even going on in this movie right yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. Um, we got a couple emails. Uh, Tyler says, got a bit of a Hitchcock vibe to this. Really? I don't know about that. Mm, I, I, don't, I feel like it lacks the sophistication to be in the Hitchcock category. Like, okay, sure. I could see where you're maybe picking up on this a little bit with the whole, like, them seeing something they shouldn't. Like, that's very Rear Window-esque. But I wouldn't say that's Hitchcock. I would say that's more Rear Window. And again, I don't even know if it was intentional. I don't get the vibes. I think they were just like, oh, yeah, they see something they shouldn't. That's that's not particularly Hitchcocky, and that's more... That's just a very general thing, so... Mm-hmm. Uh... And then Beth says, I love the 60s and 70s where people were afraid of all, that all their neighbors were Satanists. Mm, in this movie, all their neighbors are Satanists. Yeah. I guess you also got Rosemary's Baby, too. Very Satanist-heavy movie. Yeah. Um, okay. What was uh, everyone's favorite line from this movie? Hmm. I like when they're first coming upon the uh, satanic ritual. And I think uh, the younger guy says something like, oh, it's getting rough out there. And then the other, I don't remember any of the character names, if I'm being really honest right now. Yeah. Um, and the older gentleman grabs his binoculars and goes, boy, that's not rough. That's choice. Because he sees everyone getting naked, basically, in the woods. That, that <laughs> gave me a little <laughs> chuckle. Uh, I also I also laughed at this is like towards the end of the movie I think right before the last scene when they're driving down the road and the younger guys like the headlights are broken you know and they're talking about pulling off to the road to fix something 
And then he says that, and it cuts to the like a shot of the front of the RV, and like half of the front of the RV is just ripped off. Yeah, like, yeah they, right. They don't yeah. even have half of a the... headlight there. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me laugh too. Like, is no one gonna stop them and be like, "Are you okay? You know that your RV is literally falling apart, right?" Yeah. Um, my favorite was a Peter Fonda line that seems to be indicative of his kind of attitude for a large point of the film, which is, hey, everybody, lighten up. It's all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that, too. That's just that Peter Fonda energy. It really it. is. It really is. And it's I think it's fascinating, the casting in this one, because it's he's paired up with, with um, I mean, his counterpart in this is Warren Oates. Mm -hmm. who is uh, i mean what what a career that dude had i mean long time collaborator with sam peckinpah did one of my favorite movies with him ever um uh bring me the head of alfredo garcia oh just like this fucking amazing movie just so good i mean wild bunch there's so many different uh warren oates performances and then of course his comedy stuff that he did later like stripes and everything um and i mean this one just it's like a it sits in the middle for 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 both actors like it's and, and i mean the time of which it was made like it's a very much a satanic panic movie yeah. um mixed with a distrust of hippies yeah like it, it just kind of is a perfect storm of, of all the socio-political things going on in the time mm -hmm. and um like but without a goal there's no yeah. goal or real message or real push in this film. No. And that's, I think, what makes me laugh as all well, is like at the end of the the day, like at the end of the film when the credits roll, like what was the fucking point? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I almost feel like because they're just trying to go on vacation, I guess. And mm -hmm. like uh, for some reason, this is like the best vacation that well, they're, they're going to their whole life. Yeah, they're going so... to Aspen. It's 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 like heaven on earth for them, right? The like the ski pole is such a big aspect in this movie for some fucking reason too, right? Yeah. Of course, it gets used later in the film to weirdly stab but not stab a snake. Yeah, that yeah. scene was so. Oh my god, it was so long. That scene went on way too long. Um. But yeah, this this had to have been the best vacation they had ever planned in their life because otherwise, fucking turn around and go. You like interrupt this cult and they're stalking you. Go home. Like, yeah. stop driving around in the middle of Texas trying to figure out like if they had been like trying to escape in the process of going home and then like maybe they were so close they almost got home and then right before they got home that's when the cult surrounds them. Like that, I feel like would have been much better than them just kind of aimlessly driving still on their vacation like how are you gonna have a good time after having experienced all of this shit i would be like nope traumatized i need yeah. to go home i need to speak to a billion professionals about this please <laughs> and like i i don't know i i you're right it didn't it just didn't seem like this had a goal or any sort of like soul behind it kind of it was just like oh yeah let's make a movie where people are running from this cult and there's some cars that flip a bunch of times and that's kind of it like there wasn't even an, like there was that one scene where uh spoilers for best kill but there's the one scene where they come back and the dog is tied up on the outside of their rv um and i thought oh that's kind of creepy and i thought maybe it's like more creepy things like that would happen but it's mostly just like they drive through these different areas 
and all of the people they meet are kind of like weird and stare at them and watch them and you kind of get this feeling that they're always being watched and everyone is in the cult and that's kind of all there really is to this movie yeah it's i think there's a there's a reason this is not a well-known movie and it's just Mm -hmm. i don't know it also seems like horror is such a backseat to this like yeah it could be technically called a horror movie but like in the very vaguest of terms like this also movie like borderline is a comedy action movie like uh you could tell whoever was pitching this movie was like yeah it's gonna have all the elements of the movie it's gonna have horror action comedy Mm -hmm. romance i'm like okay sure and no depth yeah so um yeah no, I, I did appreciate at least seeing War Notes. An actor who, very underappreciated, I think. For yeah, I love War Notes so much. Yeah. That was my biggest excitement in seeing this. Like, I, I really do love Peter Fonda as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, seeing War Notes' name in the credits, I was like, yes. I was excited about that. And I totally had no idea that Loretta Sweat was in this movie as well. Mm. I guess for her best performance, yeah. I'd go with War Notes. Yeah, War Notes is so good. And Peter Fonda's just kind of doing his cool Captain America thing. Yeah. Like, it's not... You know? He's not adding much to this movie. Not in the same way War Notes no. is. I think he's he's contributing more to this movie. Although, arguably, this is not his best performance, but still pretty interesting. Um, yeah, Taylor, did you have a favorite performance from this episode? Or from this <laughs> movie? I think I agree with you guys. I, nothing necessarily super stuck out to me. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. I like the dog. The dog was cute. <laughs> uh, did you when they find the dog dead? Did you know that they had that they sedated the dog and hung the dog up <gasps> on the door? Seriously? Yeah, the dog was un- they they stressed that the dog was unhurt and everything, and they hung it in a way that the dog was fine. But yeah, they. They basically gave the dog a sleeping pill and, and hung the dog up. Oof. Wow. That's uh, very The Vanishing almost. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Okay. Uh, best kill. I, I wrote my patience during the snake scene. Because yeah. that... I just checked out at a certain point. I was like, this isn't even about the cult anymore. This is literally just them fighting this snake. Like, chuck it out the window. Yeah. The under bridge. Yeah. The under bridge, the guy that just gets smoked oh, by yeah. the bridge. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. I, I had a hard time thinking of one. And now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, that, that makes the most sense. There wasn't a whole lot of kills in this, though. It, it, no. Again, it's more of an action movie more than anything. So the yeah. kills... Yeah didn't seem as glorified as they would be in like a horror movie proper so yeah uh, i can we count them all dying at the end i did kind of like them all being finally surrounded and like it's a great shot too yeah. yeah it's a really cool shot yeah that that ending is one of the few things that actually makes sense for this movie yeah it's like for as much as they tried they're ultimately still still caught so yeah yeah and I didn't even need to watch any of the middle bits. We could have just had like the first act and the last mm-hmm. scene put together, and that would have been enough for this movie. It is funny too. There doesn't seem to be a proper poster for this movie. There's some that are like some terrible 
done in like 90s Photoshop posters and there's yeah there's just no good poster for this movie the original theatrical poster seems pretty interesting it's um it's got uh, the Satanists plunging the knife into the RV while the Satanists are surrounding it and everything's on fire it actually looks pretty cool but I don't know why they don't use that poster anywhere like the, when I was watching the movie they used this stupid 90s Photoshop poster and it's just awful mm-hmm. so Movie, get your poster game in order because it was just awful. <laughs> People are really mad about that bullet train poster. They're just uh, reminding me of that. Oh, no. I'm so like, they're like, posters getting lazy. And I'm like, no, if you have a multi-character movie, you put as many characters on the fucking poster as you can. Yeah, and it's also not really indicative of the movie most of the time when they're making these posters yeah. anyways. It's just some marketing person who's like, put all the characters on the on the poster like yeah, yeah. look drew struzan can't make every poster anymore no as great as he was is still and alive still reality alive. is too is <laughs> the, the poster is okay but what you're really gonna be tuning in for is when they have a special edition blu-ray five years down the line ten years down Absolutely. the line that's when they'll have the great artwork to make you buy it all over again okay um, dumbest decision. Um, oh boy, there's a there's, lot. Everybody makes one. Every yeah. single, uh, every one of those four characters makes a stupid decision in this one. So which one is graded to be worse than the other? You know what I mean? They all make such stupid fucking decisions. I would say probably Peter Fonda is probably the dumbest out of all of them. Yeah, I would say so. And he's supposed to be the hero. Yeah, even more, even more than Frank. Roger is supposed to be the hero. I think so, and that's why, like, it really, like, any mistakes that he makes, um, you know, like, yeah, it's, you know, they, 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 him and, uh, Frank managed to take out most of the attackers, but still, like, I don't know, things like getting the headlights taken out and stuff like that, I'm always like, Dude, can you be more careful? Yeah. Just anytime they take it too easy after they've basically just witnessed a murder. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't seem smart. Also, stealing from the library. Bad, 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 bad. I I think for me, the biggest one was like, yeah, after their headlights get taken out, and then they, they think they've won, so then they stop, and then it's like, no. I'm like... Really, would you not stop until you've, like, gotten to, like, a police station or, like, a hospital or somewhere else safe? They're just, like, random field. We're okay. No, not really. Yeah. Like, if that was me, I'd be like, okay, no, we're not stopping until we reach, like, civilized society. Sorry. Taking a vacation in January. That's what I've decided on as the dumbest decision. Yeah. It's cold. I mean, it's probably less busy anywhere you go. I guess they're going skiing, so it doesn't really matter if it's cold, but still. Still. I also love how it's totally a 70s thing that they were like, we're going on an RV road trip. If you told a kid, if you told like a kid nowadays you were taking them on an RV road trip, they'd probably be like, what? Why can't we fly? (laughs) But it's it's a cool RV. It's got a color TV in it. Amazing. It's got all the upgrades, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's time to rate this movie. And boy, is it a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
What's everyone thinking for a score? Um, I think it was seven. Fair. It's still entertaining. That last scene brings it together beautifully, even if it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, I, I just think that the satanic panic shit's so misguided in it and almost nonsensical. <laughs> it's just, it. all it is is like a big hollow trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just to have a mob mentality because there's no real like there's no evil net like besides the the you know the murder in the beginning and the sacrifice and everything there's really only just like hollow bullet points to kind of drive this this entity of a evilness along in this film yeah. and yeah. it all feels like it feels like it comes from a, like a kind of like a a dumb or misguided viewpoint yep 100% yep I uh, I don't know if I could go as high as a seven. I think I might go with a six. Like, yeah, that's really all there was. The only parts that really interested me were the beginning when they stumble across the ritual, and then at the end. And it's like, yeah, there there's nothing like in this movie. What's the point of doing the ritual? No one has like super Satan powers, or I mean, other than the fire ring at the end, I guess. But. Like that's about it. They don't. They don't really do anything else other than chase them in some cars at some point. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's just so lackluster, you know. There's there's no specialness to doing satanic rituals because apparently you get nothing out of it. You just yeah. get to drive a whole bunch and chase away out of towners that have stumbled upon your rituals. So I don't know. I think six fits for this. I I I was definitely very bored throughout this movie. <laughs> Giving it points for the for the big swinging dick seventies energy of it all. Um, <laughs> I gotta respect it for that, but yeah, not necessarily the greatest of movies. But man, did it just—it was having a fun time, and you could tell mm-hmm. whoever worked on this movie was probably high on cocaine. So, yeah, no, ju- no judgment, but you were, weren't you? Movie creators, affirm or deny. Um. Cool. Well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm at uh, the Steve Dead on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also on Letterboxd, I believe, under the same. I uh, can find my website, stevestebbing.ca, and I am on the shift every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific with my man Shane Hewitt. Um, when I'm on the internet, I usually hang out on Twitch or Instagram. My username is Technonomicon. Um, I have a blog that I post updates to if I'm ever doing anything exciting. Um, blog, And I update my movie scores for uh, the movies we watch on the podcast on Letterboxd. Um, my username is Circeanic there. Nice. Now I'm over at DreamerNerds.com where almost every other day we've got new content going up. And, uh... Yeah, more on Twitter, Film Critic Kurt. I'm on Letterboxd, Fatal Koala. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. Where we're going to talk Creep Show 2 and Silver Bullet. Well, until next time, bye for now.